Welcome to Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping a little bit late, but better late than never, eh? Uh, we are recapping Married at First Sight Season 14, Episode 18, Reunion Part 1. Purest Intentions. Purest Intentions. Oh, Is that that's what it's called? Huh? I thought it was maybe just Reunion Part 1. I don't know why I have Purest Intentions in my notes, but. Well, maybe it was called that. Maybe it was. Uh, wow. Off the top of my head, wow. I feel like in a lot of ways, we just watch everyone relive and reset. Like, just the exact, every, like, almost everyone had the same story to tell. You know? Yes. Yeah. It, it was weird. It wasn't, it's like, it's not totally, none of, nothing that happened in this episode was surprising to me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. The things that were surprising to me were Lindsay's psychoticness. Like, I didn't know that she could up the ante on the cuckoo, <laughs> and she did. Um, so that was, I guess, a surprise in a sense. But... And then, like, I, I, yeah, you're right. There was basically the one surprise was a certain answer that we'll get into um, that we were like guessing about mm. and hoping would be a different way. Yeah. But outside of that, there wasn't anything like, pew, like any, any huge groundbreaking changes. It was more like, oh, wow. Like, even after watching the whole season, on TV, like, you are still coming with this, this. Like, yeah. wow. Like, you're really going to dig your heels in there, aren't you, Alyssa? Insane, some of this stuff. In the membrane. Uh, you know, it's it's like, wait, you you watched yourself on, on television, right? Right. Like, Did you, you watch the same thing we watched? Yeah, or? were we watching the same Married at First Sight show? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, well, with that said, let's jump in. So we we start with the whole group. Mm -hmm. which I think next week's going to be juicy because it's going to be all group accountability, I think. Yeah. Um, but we got a little bit of a taste of it. So it was the whole group together. And like with uh, Kevin, Kevin, and the my biggest takeaway here was when the Steve, Lindsay, Noy drama that all came up. Yes. And like Steve basically calls... So they replay that like awkward moment during the retreat where things get feisty between like Lindsay's super drunk. Steve makes uh oh, cause she made remember Lindsay made a rude comment about single, how Noy was okay yeah. with a single income household and being a stay-at-home mom. And she was like, oh, well, that would never be. Like, Noy, you better watch it or something weird. It was weird. Yeah. And then Steve had basically Taken the moment to make a joke like, oh, so was it you who started the drama of the plane? At the, on the airport? <laughs> Which yeah. it almost like hit even more this time around. Like seeing it replay, I didn't really, I think I didn't fully grasp the shade that Steve was throwing when he said that. Yeah. And it was clear that that was how it was received by all. And that is how he meant it. Because he, and then he basically admits he avoided coming into contact with Lindsay as much of the season as he could. And that he, as early as the honeymoon, he made a comment to Noi. Cause like, this was also new to me. Was it new to you that Noi and Lindsay were close? 
Yeah, I didn't know that. I was like, oh, they were? Uh, But it was referred to, I guess he made a comment to Noi and basically was like, look, I see that you're bonding with that girl. Fine, but don't tell her your secrets because I'm pretty sure that we can't trust her. And then they basically say that like, so Noi basically disregarded Steve, confessed to Lindsay within a day or two of the honeymoon that they had had sex. And within a certain amount of time, everybody knew. Because and Lindsay. Because Lindsay had announced it to everyone. Told a producer. And told a produ- like, yeah, yeah, and it was a producer. So every, this is a weird thing to remember and think about because obviously we don't see this side of things. But every single character on a reality show has a producer in charge of them. And sometimes like a producer will be in charge of like, you know, maybe three to five people, but maybe it's only one or two. It just depends. And so you get close to your producer because they're kind of like your handler in a way. Yeah. And they're the ones asking you the questions and you build a relationship with them. So the fact that their producer specifically told them, like Lindsay came to us with this information and and is the reason why it came up. For Steve, that was confirmation. Like, I told you, Noi, like, yeah. we can't trust her. And, like, you could tell Noi was kind of like, it wasn't going to say anything, but yeah. Like, you kind of, like, Steve was right. And it was just weird. I mean, it needs to be said, like, I think that Lindsay maybe has gotten a little bit of done, work done on her face. So maybe this is part of it. But, like, her face was stuck in this, like, sly smirk. For, which I think she thought was like her beauty pageant presentation smile, but it didn't work that way. And so that was like a strange thing to be constantly contrasting with like negative. And it wasn't matching with what was being said, right? Yeah. So like even when, this is an awkward moment. Like Steve is basically admitting to the whole group and the television that he never trusted Lindsay and that, oh, and here's a perfect example of why we couldn't trust her. And let me tell you. And I avoided her all season. And she's just like sitting there with a weird smile on her face. And I'm like, it made me uncomfortable. But isn't that just the perfect? It was perfect. It's the perfect way to sum up up Lindsay as as an individual. It's this weird smile through the teeth, but then she will gut you like a fish. Literally. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it was fun to watch Steve throw a little shade and be like, you know what? In retrospect, I have some things to say. Yeah. And you know what? He's earned that position. He totally has. So with that, let's just get into the couple that makes our skin crawl and our stomachs hurt. It is time to address MTS and and Lynn's. (laughs) What did you say? Chris and Alyssa. Oh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, it goes without saying with them, but that's like a totally different beast. Uh, and we will be saving them for last okay? because that's a juicy gold mine. So, okay. But we have Mark and Linz. She said some things with the group because of course she did. She didn't expect to have to take the reins with so many life decisions. She didn't expect it would be like having three careers. I was like, oh my God, you're such a bitch. So when they get introduced for their one-on-one time with Kevin, I just wrote, my stomach dropped when they came out (laughs) and she, oh my God. And she was doing this weird, like fifties actress accent. 
for a lot of it, at least in the beginning, like it was clearly, again, it's going with this like weird best foot forward beauty pageant, Miss Perfect thing that she's trying. I I just want to be like, Linz, stop. Like Mm -hmm. there's no world that any of us believe that this is you. But she came out and she, there's this fake smile while she's watching this montage of like her saying she's out a, a thousand times. Like she looks terrible. And she's sitting with this like grin on her face, like, I can't be touched. And then speaking in a way of like, say she's, you know, there's two sides to him. He was either glued to his phone or sabadabadiba. Oh it was God, so, I, I never knew what I was going to get. I never, oh, I'm like, I stop, so stop. Much. This is not a film noir. Like, yeah. this, uh, get out of Leave this. Gatsby. Yeah. Where Gatsby is. Exactly. Don't bring it up. Yeah. So we do, we get the montage of her saying, I'm out. Kevin was calling her on that. She says there was two sides to him. When you guys weren't with him, he was glued to his phone and very, very negative. And Kevin basically uses the time to be like, okay, let's just call it what it is. Both of you had a hard time owning the parts you played in this relationship. Can you own up to it now? This was like, you know, is is Lindsay going to really take any responsibility or not? I look at it as a learning point in my life, but you know, you got to give yourself grace. I mean, you got to give yourself grace. It's important. I'm like, this was also a theme. You would just take grace and run with it. Yeah. As a reason. Different couple, uh, different people. But I found it interesting that Olajuwon also used a lot of this talk too. Of alert, it was a growth, it was a learning point, it was a growth thing. Mm. It was, you know, to kind of explain right. away his behavior. Now, but we're I gonna, felt like we're gonna he talk was to a lot more yeah. accountable. No, no, for sure. It, but I just was we like, didn't oh, speak okay. in just all broad brushstrokes with him. We can't just say learning. I'm talking now about Lindsay. We cannot just say learning point. We learned stuff, we learned but stuff. you know, Grace. I just, I can't even believe it. Mark at this point is like, oh. I'm afraid he is going to actually fall off the side of this couch. He is that like, oh, like a, doesn't want to be her. near her. Yeah. yeah. Which is a huge contrast from like, you know, we'll get to it. But like Michael and Jasmina, they're not together, but they are like glued to each other's side. They're sitting very comfortably and very Everything closely. Everything is very amicable. <laughs> yes. You feel like these are two friends who are very comfortable in their skin with each other. And it was like the polar opposite with these two. So he basically said, Kevin basically is like, why? Like, why'd you say yes? Yeah. You know? well, he asked, yeah, if they're, yeah, yeah, why did you say yes? And like, are you together? Well, and his big takeaway from it, I, I guess the last thing I'll say on this, I don't want to get too stuck in the weeds of each fucking moment, but- I was a little irritated that Kevin, I think it's a strategy for him of like how to disarm a person like Lindsay to even say anything or admit to anything. But I was a little irritated that the way he framed that question was as though this was 50-50 responsibility. Yeah, Because I don't think that's fair or right. I do not think Mark was perfect in this relationship. I think there's a lot of ways that I see how he could be a dud in terms of like, you know, sizing someone up for like what a good match you would be for any given person. I like, those are all conversations I'm down to have, but she like, 
she's responsible, in my opinion, for 70 to 80% oh, of, of this relationship's demise. So I was a little annoyed that he framed it that way. And then, like, he's just like, yeah, my big takeaway is that I should have spoken up more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I should have spoken up more. But he basically admits that with what we know about his past and how he has a tendency to end things and then look back wistfully and think and regret his choice to leave and wonder if he made a mistake, that thing that has happened to him multiple times in his life is what haunted him and made him too afraid to say no on decision day because he was really, really scared of fucking up again and, you know, getting a few months down the line and regretting it. So then we get the, are we still together? Bah, bah, bah. Absolutely not, Lindsay. (laughs) She loved saying that. And then she gives her like, I just was like, wow. Like her twisty version of why they didn't work out is because Mark gave up on her. He just gave up. And, you know, I need a strong man. After we... He After, says, no, don't do that. Yeah, and he, why are you doing that? I'm like, oh, because we've seen that go so fucking well for you. Yeah. After she says all this, you know, her whole thing is Mark said, I don't know if y- if you're the right person for me. After. Which is like effed up. But it's also we knew it was true before. So yes. it's like it had to come at some point. Right. Because like, oh, my gosh, the whole drama of of this apartment. Oh my gosh. Well, she frames it. She goes, he used me he seven used- days after the contractor was like done or, or got started or whatever. He dropped me. He used me he for used manual me labor and decor. for an interior designer. And he's like, no, no, no. You skew everything. You twist everything. You went through my foot, my throat in every single fight and made terrible threats and then he ends up saying, the last time we fought, I was shaking after. I was inconsolable and shaking. And I was bullied my entire childhood. And you are the worst bully I have ever had. Can't and honestly, that broke my heart. I was like, it. you know what? I bet you everything we've seen, It's. I think it's so much worse behind closed doors. Can you imagine when the cameras left? Like... Oh my god! That so I think they only made it like twelve days post. Yeah, something like um, that. I but, loved the uh, point where she's like accused him of charging him rent and change or ch- him charging her rent and changing the locks of the house. Did you catch that? I got the change the locks. I did not get the charging. Yeah, she's like what? Mark wanted to charge me rent and and he changed the locks. And I'm like, okay, if there's one person you're changing locks for, it's Lindsay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, and she basically, like, I just gave up my place for yeah. this, which I'm like, oh, my God, that is fucked. But, like, at the end of the day, if a relationship is truly a toxic waste bag of flaming doo-doo, you need to get out no matter what. And when we're talking about, like, emotionally reckless and abusive partner, which I don't use that lightly, but when I really take a step back, like— I don't know, hearing him break down the way he correlates this with being bullied growing up, it like, I was like, this is heavy shit, dude. Like, yeah. this is gnarly. This is sad. And I hope the experts feel really fucking bad that they facilitated him reliving his childhood trauma with someone that they found. Like, yeah. this is wrong. Yeah. Like, the, That's this a great was point. really, really bad the way that this all happened. And in the, I mean, it's like, okay, we could get in the weeds with it and have an opinion on like 
kind of being messed up on Mark's part. Well, there was little right moments after. all the time but, but that we'd it, be like, Mark, maybe shouldn't have done that. But yeah, but I'm that. talking about like with this whole apartment thing after oh. she gives up her place. However, nothing, no, there's zero evidence throughout this whole season that this would be an amicable split. Yeah. There's zero evidence. Oh, yeah. So like, she's not capable no, of that. There's no right way. I don't that, see Lindsay being capable of amicable, amicable splits, period. Yeah, there was no way that 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 could have happened. So it had to happen one way or the other, and it happened. Yeah, and then, and then, oh, and right. then the letter, the fucking the Scarlet Letter, Scarlet Letter. We are going to play this clip because there is no way to break this down in any way that does it justice. But to me, this is. As narcissistic as you get. I'm sorry. Your job loss. I refinished your three-family home and left it in better shape than it's been in in years. I cleaned out two generations of clutter. I helped support you during your loss of home and pet. Loss of home and pet. Pursue new job or opportunities, but have you now earning your highest salary of your life. I gave you the Lindsay effect and the Lindsay magic. I can't say that my life is better from knowing you. And I don't think you brought much to the table because you aren't other focused. I'm glad that the magic of Lindsay was given to you. And I hope that you can take that and be generous to somebody else because it's through giving that we actually receive. <laughs> the self-importance, the audacity, the narcissistic borderline insane like i can't i can't the lindsay effect you are just not other focused wait wait who is this character that's other focused named lindsay that it was on like who is she talking about i don't know this this is the biggest tell i mean it's oh it's i mean one- it's so her you want to talk about summing up who lindsay is it's that yeah and you know there's some People on these shows that are just the straight up villains. Yes. Like, and. And then there's people who think they're incredible and, and that they're they, not villains at it, all. Exactly. But they're, they are but the they villain. Are. And that's worse to me. I think you it's know, so much worse. She comes from this place of like. No self-awareness. Leading with kindness. She, she yes. talks. She talks this way. Yes. Leading with kindness. I have prayer flags hung up in my garden. Exactly. I really believe in everyone being well, treated and then, kindly. And to and end this letter, and another example is the way she ends this letter is you like- You have nothing. You, uh, no, but this whole idea of it's in giving that we receive. Ugh, I'm like- Vomit. Give me Literal a fucking vomit. break. Like, no, 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 a thousand times over. Yeah. And that, it's those types of people that really get under my skin- who lead with that, yes. but then are tearing you down in it's other like moments. It's like narcissistic people who s- tell everyone that they're empaths, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm just really an empath. And you're like, wait, <laughs> like in your skewed world, you're an empath, but you ain't an empath. Like no one else in the entire world experiences you as an empath. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, why don't you give a brief thing on what an empath is? Does everyone know? Oh, term? well, it's just like a term for it takes empathy to the next level. It's like, and it's become a trendy new thing that like, 
It's all over the internet. It's whatever. If you're an empath, you feel really intensely to the point where you feel other people's feelings. You can get like sick sometimes from like people's energy, stuff like that. I think there's merit to it and I think that it exists, but I think that a lot of people want to think that they're empaths and it's interesting because it's actually not aligned in any way with who they present as or function as in the world. Yeah. It's it's very similar, though, um, even to, like, how much we talked in the early weeks of the season of how Alyssa kept using all the therapy words, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, skewing them for her. And yeah. you're like, damn you! Like, those are real things and yeah. real words and yeah. real concepts, and you are skewering them and twisting them to fit for you. Which is wild when everything that you are presenting as is actually the opposite of those things. Definitely. So I just died because that letter, I mean, it was like an invoice. She was like invoicing him for the relationship. <laughs> like it was like she was sitting down with her boss and pre- giving a presentation of like why she deserves a raise. I was like, this is, this is just wild. I, and I die at, I helped you through loss of home and pet. Through loss of home and pet, <laughs> itemized. I think that's the name of this episode: loss of home and pet. Oh my god! It's just so good. Like it's it's like a it, she acts like it's like a a term through your loss of home and pet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so so I mean, he gets to like after all that, he base. I mean, he can barely look at her. You know, yeah. he's like he's just trying to keep it together. Like this bitch is nuts and like I'm not even gonna bother getting into it with her directly so he I mean he talks about how like at the end of the day her explosiveness and what that would lead to just always overshadowed any of the good yeah because she's trying to make this case for like oh you know he just doesn't know how to fight he doesn't know how to be loyal and stay in it and you know, be the real deal. And he's like, no, I really, really tried. And like, there's a point where things are toxic and you got to go. And she gives a whole spiel about how she thinks Mark was more concerned about how everyone else felt about him than her, about being liked by them and their opinions. But literally like two minutes before, she had been gushing about how she felt about him at the top and how he made her feel so safe and taken care of. And he had my back. And like, again, that goes with some of these, um, personality disorders that we have no business slapping on anyone because we are not licensed practitioners. But this <laughs> that being said, <laughs> that being said, this fits in the, those categories where like one minute you're gushing and you're like, they were incredible and it was magical and he was amazing in every way. And he had my back and he was here. Yeah. And then literally two minutes later, you can be like, he never had my back once. He doesn't know the meaning of loyalty. He doesn't, he's not a man. He can't have, you know, and you're like, wait, this is not, not making sense. Yeah. And, and it's like, she doesn't even realize, which again, reminded me a lot of Amber Heard. But then we find out that she moved to San Francisco. Why? Why did she move to San Francisco? Because. Well, A, she needed distance from family, she says. And because she values intellect. And Mark has no intellect. And so she's in Palo Alto right now. Meeting a bunch of intellectual men. You know, she has a really deep history with intellectual men and engineers in the tech space. And so she's really. (laughs) It's like, oh, my God. Like, you don't even. The unconscious like insulting that she's capable of doing just in saying a sentence. Like she can't get through like two sentences without throwing in like, 
a really Another mean dig. dig. At, yeah. Like you're literally sitting here saying that he is like just completely stupid. Yeah. You know? And then she smiles. <laughs> like that crazy ass smile comes the right after. The effect is spreading all over Silicon Valley. Beware <laughs> any any listeners. Seriously, up in look the Bay out area. for the Lindsay effect, Palo Alto. The Lindsay magic is alive and well. Oh, and then she started gushing about a random person she met, and I don't buy it for a fucking second. Yeah. I bet you they've been talking on Tinder for one second. Or she like went and got drinks with someone once. Like, there's no way. Ugh. They hate each other's guts. That was my last sentence. They hate each other. I mean, they really do. And I think it's good. These people need to be far away from each other. So thank God she moved out of state. Apparently, like, he's talking about how he's studying to do be a firefighter. Yeah. Good for you, Mark. You yeah. Drop 40 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So... There Just, has to be more better to come. Off apart. With, with, yeah, but there has to be more to come in this next oh, yeah. in next week with the group because we are not we have not addressed and it better come up this bowling alley day oh where my she God. like like yeah she when said, are we going to talk about it we have to I mean like please tell me not everyone forgot about the things that she said about him and his manhood I know in the bathroom that no one else heard. I know. Like, oh my gosh. I know. Anyway. Anyway, let's move on on to O and Katin. Okay. Olajuwon and Katina. Um, Kevin was very much like all of us at the beginning of the season and said, there's no, I thought there was no way that this was going to work, which I was like, yep, you and I both. Yeah. Okay. Let's just do, let's do an opinion off the top here. Okay. Because, of course, the internet is a place of all the opinions. And so I see a lot of swirling. Did you feel that Elijah Wan presented as someone who has really gone through some true change in this journey? In the moment, no. Mm, really? Yeah. Really? In the moment, I, I wasn't. I if was anything, just skeptical. I'm the opposite. But now I'm actually like I've had a little little time to sit with it and reflected more on it. Hmm. And yeah, I do think there has been some growth. He owned up to his mistakes, um, talking about going about things the wrong way. Um, And this is someone who I think watched the episodes Mm -hmm. and really finally understood how he was coming off. Yeah. so yeah. yeah, I do. I had a little bit of an opposite effect as you. Interesting. In real time, watching him, I mean, because I've you know I have my guard up with Elijah Wan every scene. Mm-hmm. Like everyone knows, I'm not Team O, but I was really taken by him, and I felt it just felt very believable to me. I felt like he was showing genuine humility and like really owning it wasn't just broad brushstrokes i learned some lessons it was like i just felt like you could see it on his face and hear it and feel it that like he was disturbed watching these episodes and he definitely doesn't shy away from bringing up how much the internet has hated him and how many, I mean, there's tons of memes and tweets and all this shit basically saying run Katina run since like week two. 
And he basically acknowledges that and says, like, it means the world that, like, you stayed strong through that and you stayed by my side. Of course, some of that was a little triggery from, like, a little bit like, like, you're giving her an award for, like, ignoring the masses. But at the end of the day, everything that led up to him saying that, I mean, he got specific. Like, I couldn't believe how stern I was with some of these things. I couldn't believe what I wouldn't let go. I couldn't believe the way that I critiqued her essentially and and they show a montage of him critiquing Mm her and I just and and he seemed to have a little bit of a sense of humor about it and just like embarrassment but like thank god we're here like I learned a lot and like this woman is incredible for the fact that she is still here yeah I really took it all in and I fully believed it and it was only in the days since I think it's just the nature of, like, getting online and seeing mm. other people bitch. Yeah, I haven't really looked at any of that. A lot stuff. of people are like, still run Katina. He's full of shit, you know? And it's like, I guess we'll never know. And, like, you could chalk what I'm saying up to total naivete. And it might be true. But I, at the end of the day, I still believe that all people, like, I, it's like you believe this double-sided thing. And it's such a blurry line between, which is, on one hand, People don't change unless they really want to. And oftentimes people choose not to and they dig their heels in to the things that make them them for better and for much worse often, you know? And so that is in a kind of, it's a true statement a lot of the time. And then you have the other side of it that I also really believe, which is that everybody has the capacity for change and transformation. And I really believe that. And like even... And, like, as someone who's done social work with victims of domestic violence and all of these things, like, I have a lot of reasons to, you know, a character like Elijah Wan to, like, really stay hardened towards Mm -hmm. him and just be, like, no way, no way, no way, like, abuser, like, red flag. Once you have red flags, you've always got red flags or something. Yeah. But – If I'm going to be true and consistent to what I really believe about this, it is that even is that even those dudes have the capacity for change if they really want it and they really work hard. Yeah. And I I just I did. I think the big thing for me was the humility I felt from him that I didn't see much of this season because he was so up his own ass. Yeah. And there was something very relieving about seeing that humility, because I think that when people truly change. They do have like their pride cracks and you see that humility. And of course, what that really is, is like vulnerability. And anyways, I, so. One of the things that I have a little bit of a hard time with, or not a hard time with, but I think impacts the way that I view the success of couples Mm -hmm. is that we have to remember that this is a show and they want at the end of the day, it, yes, the, these are real people making real commitments to each other. Mm-hmm. But at the same time too, all of the people involved in making this show mm-hmm. want it to be, want there to be successful couples. Yeah. And I think sometimes like the way that Kevin was just, so O proposes. Oh my God. Yeah. Katina accepts. She says, I love you for the first time. Oh my gosh. I couldn't Everyone, believe that was the first time. By I the know way. that, that, that was surprised interesting. Me. Um, everyone's crying. Kevin's crying. And I almost, mm. and I felt this way a little bit. Like with, it was a force with Keisha also at times in after party, like yeah. really talking up couple success. And I'm like, it almost throws me. Cause mm. then I go online 
And I see, and obviously, you know, we've said before, Twitter only represents a certain part of the population and anyone can say anything mm -hmm. behind. But we have all these other people who kind of think the same, a lot of the same way that we do mm -hmm. and, 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 believe, and have said and believe the same things that we've talked about on this podcast before. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I think that messes with my perception of how yeah, to evaluate couples. Because... You see, because then you're like, oh no, is they're there promoting I'm all this positivity, and we're so excited for you, yeah. and and it's like, wait, but and we're both romantics, and we get swept up, yeah. Like, but I'm like, but there's still some real issues, yeah. Here. You know, <laughs> like so. Problems. Anyway, I don't know that that kind of throws me sometimes, for sure, for sure. And but I will say, I felt like, and of course, I'm sure this was a conscious choice between them as a response, but Katina definitely drove that interview like she talked more than she did the whole season mm. you know what i mean mm. like she seems appears to have really found her voice in that relationship there just seems to be more security and stability and she is more comfortable speaking up for herself yeah and speaking for the relationship as well like as a spokesperson the way that o has had no problem doing all by himself so that like gave me some comfort. I liked seeing that. I almost felt like, oh, maybe like the cameras left. And <clears throat> I don't know, like something about the show starting to air and people, you know, really being supportive of Katina and not into Elijah I feel like that must have done something to shift their dynamic a bit mm -hmm. and further validate her and make him realize, like, oh shit, like I'm a lucky guy. And like, I don't know. Maybe just gave yeah. restored some power to her as well. Uh, okay. The, One thing that needs to be said. Yes. The nightly blowjob expectation. Oh. We were talking about that, right? I mean, it was some sort of sexual job. It was a job of sorts. It was a job of sorts. Yeah. That was weird. Like, she promised him nightly something and then forgot one night and he brought it up to pastor cal we had routine night things oh because that was something that it was like unseen footage oh, okay and we see him telling pastor cal that like his most recent frustration is i just took that as like oh so she like said oh i'll give you a bajay later and then in the end didn't feel like it and then he was upset and that that was a nightly expectation i was like oh god it brought me back to, remember Clara and Ryan? Mm. <laughs> How we Clara. end up finding out that like they were doing jobs every night, even though he was doing nothing for her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, so that was just random. God. I don't think we'll ever fully know what that meant. One thing that I have issue with, well, two things. One, please stop talking about Isaac. Isaac oh, my is, God. Isaac is done. Can I we know. stop talking about Isaac? Stop. Secondly, there was one little thing that rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, hmm. and... He mentioned, he made reference to like him just needed to, wanting to be called out in the right way. And mm. I'm like, didn't talk to Pepper do that? Right. Like, didn't, she called you out in the right way. Like, it wasn't. I don't think he takes, I think he's a little bit, I mean, <laughs> I guess this sounds stupid as I say it, because duh. He's misogynistic. I don't think he takes advice and feedback from women very well. Yeah. Well. They're happy. They're together. They're happy. They're, they're together. But yeah, and he did so. say he couldn't believe that he could have gone. He was like freaked out seeing this, seeing mm -hmm. himself. Like he couldn't believe that he could have 
gone through all that and been that way. And there is like an alternate universe where he wouldn't have seen that and no one would have called him out and he could have just kept moving through life as that person. He seemed like genuinely disturbed that that could have possibly happened. Yeah. And that was like comforting to me. Yeah. You know? But yeah, and and interesting, he sold, you know, this freaking house that he's bragged about forever. He sold it because it was, quote, Isaac's house. Anywhere that Isaac's been, I don't need. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you with the Isaac shit. I'm like, please stop. Like, the way you bring him up, like, contradicts everything. Because on one hand, you say, we're done with Isaac. Isaac is put away. And then on the other hand, you say, Katina loves Elijah Wan and Isaac. I don't, I just can't. Yeah. And we're getting into like some multiple personality situation. I just don't like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else to say about them? I don't at this time. Okay. Let's move on to our favorite couple that isn't a couple. Uh, this Michael bummed me out. It, 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 this is weird. So it bummed me out. Yeah. But it also made sense. And I've been writing for this couple yeah. for so long. And, you know, it's kind of nice to not have to do that anymore. The The pressure is off me to try to <laughs> Fight like, for them. revive, per- perform CPR on this couple. <laughs> um, okay. Something that I found. Okay. I have a few thoughts on them. I'm bummed because even their, their friendship chemistry is palpable. Yeah. You can feel it on TV. Like, it's cute. It's funny. You're like, God, if you guys had met in another way, in another time. Like, at a bar with a couple drinks in you, you were already loose, you weren't, like, looking for, you know, I just, I'm still not convinced that these two couldn't have made a fabulous couple. I will say, I feel like I got, I feel like I, we learned that there was a lot more going on for them that we didn't know. It was a lot worse in it that first It was so month. much worse in that first that month. That was a surprise. Like, yes. And that made, you know. It made her referencing it so much make sense. a lot more sense Absolutely. to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so they were speaking to each they other. They were like, he fully iced her. Mm-hmm. So basically ever since she referred to him as aggressive, he was so tripped out by that and freaked out. And I think he was like, whoa. Well, then I can't express myself to this person. They are not safe, especially if at any minute on national TV, they could refer to me again as an aggressive man. Yeah. Like that has so many implications as a black man and being on TV, you know? And so we basically find out that the second that that happened, which I think was in week two or maybe even at the end of week one. Yeah. Because I think they already got in their first fight at the honeymoon. Remember when they were already tripping about dumb shit? And he basically admits that that was the moment that he cut himself off Mm -hmm. and decided this person is not safe for me, so I'm just going to phone it in and not risk whatever she could call me or, or, you know, whatever. And so he really was angry at her about that, but he didn't tell her. So then he proceeded to spend the rest of the month unless there was an expert forcing them into an exercise or an event where he really was fully not speaking to her. And he was really angry. And basically none of this, it was what we, you know, obviously we all saw as viewers that like their breakthrough was that day of all the somatic exercises and then the blindfold thing. Yeah, yeah. 
And that was like, so to me, I was like, holy shit. So that whole first month we were watching them after that first fight where she referred to him as aggressive. He had no intention of being with her at that point. Yeah, the cameras made it look like they were trying, in a better place quote, than they actually trying, were. For but that. he basically, yeah. like, he was like, oh, shit, I signed a contract now and I have to stay living here. But that's all this is. I'm doing the thing for the camera. This girl is not safe. She is not my person. And, like, that's that. Which is so interesting. Like, I just... It's kind of juicy because it's like we had no clue. Like all, And there was so much conjecture we were making at that time. Like, what is going on? And why is there a wall here? And it's like, oh, there was a wall. And it was like erected pretty quickly into yeah. the season and for a, a reason. But, and But on her side, too, I think she had a similar thing of contract get through yes. this. Because their whole thing... After is Mike said, after just in his opinion, after decision day, she wasn't putting in the work anymore. I know. And that kind of makes sense. And I guess the reason I'm not as bummed out as I normally would be with a couple that I cared so much about, Mm -hmm. it was that the writing was on the wall with the way that they phrased their decision on decision day. Mm-hmm, it was sure. very much like let's keep getting to know each other. Yeah, no one's pulling out a, a diamond ring to no. propose. You know, uh, at that point. So yeah, I mean, but they say they could not stand each other. Like they couldn't stand each other for those that first month, which is fascinating. And they were both, they both like he did an imitation. He's like, oh yeah, if I had to talk to her, it was just like ugh. I was like, oh my God. But they were like laughing about it. And I'm sorry, there's something so cute about people who can't stand each other. But under that is they're obsessed with each other and they just want to do each other and live happily ever after. Like, that's a story that I like. (laughs) But they didn't fulfill that for me. Uh, But yeah, 10 days after decision day, he called her. So Because they were living separately. Yeah. And she he, makes it seem like she's like, in my opinion, he wasn't trying. Mm-hmm. He only tried to see me once and he planned one night, came over, and then we got in a horrible fight. And that was enough for me. And and he does make it clear, like, he would have kept trying if that wouldn't. Like, she was like, oh, this fight, we're not even living together. This is over. And he was like, yeah, well, you didn't really give it a chance. You were just like, this is over. Yeah. So... I just took from that, like, which I think that is fair. We can all say that in that second month, Michael was definitely always a little bit further along feelings-wise than she was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Kevin summed it up when he said that she friend-zoned him. What did you think of how fiercely he did that? He was like, let's be honest. We need to just say the truth, right, Michael? We both know she friend-zoned you, right? Like, we know, like, she never saw you as anything more. She was always just your friend. Wouldn't you say? Like, can we be honest about that now? And <laughs> he she came in a little hard, but I, I agree. Like, I mean, I agree intense. with him. I do. You do? Yeah, I do. I think that ultimately, like, I, and I think it makes sense why he didn't try all the romancing things. But then, of course, she comes in and is like, well, you never gave me compliments either. Like, uh, how am I going to be like that if you're not... They both... I mean, and I think this is the thing that makes me bummed about them and hopes that they bump into each other in two years and can try again. 
and I know that that's a long shot and will never happen, but they both thought, think the same thing about the other one, which yeah. is I would be turned on and I would be doing more and I would be romancing more if I felt from you like you wanted to romance me and you complimented me yeah. and you were into me. It's like that cycle. Yeah. And so they're both waiting for the other one to initiate and like be like, oh, it's on. So I think even that for me just feels like, ah, there's so much untapped potential here. Yeah. But maybe I'm delusional. Like they were spending every day together. Like at the end of the day, if you're that much up in each other's business and you're still not even wanting to make out. Yeah. It's a little, that's weird. Yeah. No, for sure. I just don't get it because they're both hot and they're hot together. (laughs) I'm like, how can you not want to kiss each other? (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was the big thing is just, there was no romance here, friend zone. And Michael's like, you can't romance someone who doesn't want it. And she's like, well, you being vocal might've helped me. Yeah. So like, even those comments, I'm like, so you're kind of saying that there could have been a way, Yeah. you know? And that's what drives me a little crazy, but they were sitting so close to each other. And in the end, they're like, yeah, they're a great friend. Like, I mean, it was night and day from Mark and Lynn's. Yes, absolutely. I just like them both so much as people. And I think that they have a really, when they're giggling and chatting, like they've just got a really fun chemistry together. Mm -hmm. But I guess it just was never going to be romantic and or sexual. Yeah. I agree. We love you, Mike. We love you, Jasmina. And we wish you the best. Okay. Let's jump into Stephen Noy. Okay. Off the top, I have to say, I don't know if you caught this. Hmm. The color coordinatedness of their outfits. Oh, were they? They look like they're going to prom. Ah! It was a total. I didn't even prom log it. Look. Oh. He was wearing just a very standard, like suit, and his tie was matched like dress. this, like satin. Like it was just was it, it satin pink. Yeah, and it matched her dress exactly. <laughs> and I was like, so all we're missing here is a corsage, and like a boutonniere, and a boutonniere. It was. <laughs> Pretty funny. Okay. I'm just going to say it straight. This is a kind of boring couple. Not a lot's changed for them. There wasn't anything explosive. They are happy. They have found their groove post camera. Like They're going to therapy together. They're going to counseling together. She's gone to like 10 family events. He basically admits that like the apartment shit that she was holding on to freaked him out because he thought, is it a symbol of something bigger? Is it a symbol that the second the camera leaves, she's not serious and she's moving back home? And he basically says, I've learned through this whole thing. We've kept the apartment, but she moved in with him. Which I think is really silly if you don't own the apartment. Six nights a week, they're together. (laughs) I know. And then she has a night by herself. Yeah, I I mean- Bizarre to me, but if it works for you, I guess it works for you. Yeah, and I don't think it'll stay that way, but I think that they, yeah, whatever. And he basically admits it's kind of nice to have a little noy break once a week. Yeah. <laughs> and it's he he feels like she's proved like no, I'm really in this. I'm not trying to run. And they just seem in general, I mean, oh, PS, of course St- Steve is a crypto millionaire. Of course. Like <laughs> there's no guy. like yeah. of course he got in early on the ch- like on he the was probably bitcoining at like in the- 2011 when yeah. everyone else thought it was a joke. <laughs> So, of course, uh, and she basically admits as much, and Kevin definitely gives them a funny hard time about it. Like, you ch- you changed your tune after that budget day. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Uh, we get a sriracha visit. Oh, we get a sriracha visit. We love her talking about her fame journey. I'm obsessed. Oh my god. I'm obsessed. How does it feel to be getting? I'm just really enjoying it. I'm enjoying this moment. I'm like, yes, sriracha. It's really about you. This season was really about you. Yeah. <laughs> We're so happy that you're here. Uh, but she's precious. I feel like she. Clearly, like, her and Noy are really close, mm-hmm. and they're, of like, a force in the family that, like, yeah. kind of keeps, like, you can tell Steve's like, oh, I'm not going to fuck with Sriracha. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. Sriracha keeps me in check. Her advice was annoying a little bit, I thought, because at the end she said, like, Kevin asked if she had any advice, and she's like, speak your mind, but don't be condescending. Oh, and I'm like, okay, it was for, like a, sh- for, but then Steve right away goes. That was for me. Yeah, I know. But I'm like, I Steve's you know not what? condescending. And Noi sometimes needs to be, like, ex- things need to be explained to her, obviously. Like, yes. you've seen that. I'm sorry. Like, It's a sibling thing. You got to have know. your siblings I back. Know. I know. I thought it was cute and funny, and Steve took it in stride, personally. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, I just feel like they seem a lot, they just seem more comfortable, more secure. Noi seems more secure in herself. Yeah. In the relationship. Mm-hmm. She does. It's just like, okay, go be happy and there's nothing else for you to really contribute to this. <laughs> Which, last but not least, I mean, in terms of drama and juice, we have Alyssa and Chris, which I know we were all like, just dying to see what she was going to do. Other than her quoting, we can all learn a lot from watching ourselves on TV. Um, And, you know, that was probably as much accountability as we got. I mean, I think she like technically apologized to Chris, but it, it didn't feel, it felt so fake. I just felt like whole thing Alyssa was- thinks that she's a celebrity who needs to put out a PR statement. Yes. So that her following will not be let down by her. Yes. But she has no following and everybody hates her. <laughs> and the self-aggrandizement of her is hysterical to me. Like yeah. <sighs> she so her trying to explain her behavior oh. is essentially so she said I came into this with the purest intentions. Maybe that's maybe I thought that would be a good title for the episode and yeah. so that's why I put it. So the yeah. Okay. Uh She said purest intentions quite a bit. Yes, she did. I wanted to find my person more than anything. And when it didn't work out for me, I panicked. And so panic turns into turning into an asshole. Yes. Oh, she, Alyssa claims lack of awareness and morality. She cannot be held responsible for what she said at such a trying time. Like literally that's, that's her case in court. It is. I cannot be held responsible when I was being so traumatized by this man who was not what that I had been matched with. She it was a difficult time for me. Is a fan of The Bachelor because she dropped a, oh! a right reason. She I'm like, wrong show. I was Stop! really here for the right reasons. I just really need to reiterate that I was here for the right reasons. I mean, she literally just like she got up there to say. I to basically say I see the criticism. I know that I wasn't great. 
And now I'm going to repeat every single defense that I already repeated on the show that everyone's been critiquing for the last four months. Uh, so all of this stuff is essentially, my, I was panicked and my brain stopped working. That's why I was a twat. So, yep. You know, but, and here's the thing. I have a teensy bit, just the tiniest piece of me that is like, okay, if you react that way over like, the course of one day, or like, I'll g- I, I have enough. Right, like, I can people have you, bad days. People and- have bad days. I can give you that. You're so you're saying your brain didn't work for what a week, two weeks straight, two weeks straight. Like you were just a mean person who said mean things from the wedding through the honeymoon, and that's it. It was well, and not- she she refused to take any accountability for. Like, in her, quote, like, new perspective after having watched it all, she's not, she's completely unwilling to own that she based her entire decision off of surface-level attraction on day one. Yeah. Plus what the friend said. Because remember, that was the big thing. I heard stuff, I heard stuff. And Kevin tried to call her out. Like, do you think maybe you could have given Chris a more fair shot as a person before just right. No, no. Like she still holds to like those things that she quote found out that night was like the equivalent of those things having happened to her already. Yes. You know, which I mean, I just was like, I was, I mean, I was dying. Like, you know how we've been laughing the last few weeks. Like, I kind of wish, like, do we miss Chris and Alyssa? Like, maybe we, like, just missing, like, an infusion of something fun to scream about that wasn't, like, so weighted and heavy. Yeah. We got her back. Within seconds, I was like, oh, my God. I forgot how awful she truly is. And, like, it's hard to watch in here. Like, I saw the ace necklace, and I immediately (laughs) was triggered. (laughs) But I did, I will say I loved Chris having a platform to basically be like, oh, I should have left so much sooner. Like, I know I broke records, but yeah. I didn't know. That how was my ma- favorite That was part. so great. And he's like, oh, I had no idea, like, how much she truly hated me. And, like, I didn't know, like, even half the horrible things she was saying about me. So after watching it, I wish I broke an even, like, better record. Yeah. I wish I left by day two. Yeah. <laughs> and she's oh. just sitting there with her stone turtle face like okay trying to we act unaffected have to talk about the never before seen footage on the honeymoon of because her the producers hating. are trying to help her out they're trying to like can we get an expert can on we the get phone? an expert it, oh because she starts by going there where are the experts where are the experts i just can't believe one hasn't gotten on a plane at this point like shouldn't one be getting on a plane right now to deal with this and so they're like we can call one and she goes, I hate them. They did this to me. I hate the experts. I hate them. Which brings me to all I could think of getting to see these scenes of her tantruming again, like ones we've seen before and this new one, is Veruca Salt from yes. Willy Wonka. Yes. Like, I just, every time I just imagined her like, Daddy, I hate everything, Daddy. Like, that vibe. <laughs> I was a golden ticket now. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. Oh my goodness. The purest intentions over and over again. Um, And then Kevin's basically like, well, why didn't, like, 
you didn't even try to get real help. You know, like why didn't you want the expert's help after we get that whole tantrum moment? Um, and she basically says the experts lost my trust because they didn't match me with someone that I asked for. And so at that point, I mean, they just weren't credible to me is basically what, what she's I saying. What I asked for is not what I got in all aspects. And I felt very hurt by that. She's such a bitch. Oh my God. Such a bitch. It's like she can say everything that Lindsay could say in a horrible rant. She can say 25% of that, and it's still all coming across the same exact way, which is like contempt, you know? Yeah. You can feel her contempt for Chris. And it's almost, it's it's so much more like demoralizing and awful because like he's literally done nothing to deserve any of it. And it's just yeah. like, oh, how can you have contempt for someone like this that you barely have interacted with like it's truly shocking especially when he's so kind there's no way that there's nothing that you can say other than just owning up to it there's nothing you can say like the fact the 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 meanness that she displayed for someone who did nothing to her nothing 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 she again she acted like things that people said he might do sometimes that are literally just annoying, like just nuisances. Yeah. That they had been done to her directly and were enough to never give this person a chance. She's out of her mind. I can't wait for next week. I know, because next week, so the only thing, tell me what you, like, I guess I thought that the experts usually are also at the reunion. They are, next week. So are we doing next the couples week, again with the experts? Next week, I believe, is supposed to be Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's couples again. I kind of wish the whole thing was just going to be a big group roundtable at this point. I I was under the assumption from the pictures of the video that I saw that the experts come out and are with the whole group. Okay. And I hope that's it. I hope it's a whole group thing. I hope it stays that group. It's put on blast. Yeah, I can't Um, wait. Like, I was kind of stoked to realize. I sort of thought, like, oh, they're going to drag this out and we're only going to get, like, two couples Because I need to see Lindsay's reactions to the things that Alyssa says. (laughs) Like, I just need to see It's it. so unfortunate that, like, the best thing about Lindsay is how anti-Alyssa she's been from day one and how intuitive she has been yeah. about that person. You're right. It's like, oh, the person with, like, that is the most our team with that is not our team in every other way. Yeah. Because they're both vile, just in their own unique ways. So, look at us. We made it. In right under an hour. Wow. Do you have any other final thoughts about reunion part one, babe? I I don't. I'm excited for next week. I, I'm excited for this payoff moment that we're going to get uh, of Alyssa saying, I know that this is made a joke, but yes. I am really a good person. I literally cannot wait. I, like, it's like, so exciting. That is going to be epic. We got to like, we got to play that clip like at least three times in, next week when we record. Yeah. Um, just a few housekeeping things. If you made it to the end here, thank you so much for listening. It means so much to us. If you can take some time, we've been stuck at the same amount of reviews on Apple Podcasts for a minute here. We would love to see how fast we could get to 60. So if you could go leave a review, we will give you a shout out and you will make our lives better. 
Um, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. But do that if you feel so inclined. We also have a way that you can contribute to the pod if you've been enjoying it. It takes a lot of time and hours and effort to make this happen on a weekly basis. And so if you want to go to our link tree on Instagram, we have a buy me a coffee page and it just facilitates you being able to give like little donations that are more bite-sized. That also means the world. And just sharing with your friends and finding us on social media and following and adding and sharing and all of the thingies. We just appreciate all of it and have so much fun engaging with you guys online week to week. And the more that that stuff builds, the more people hear about us, the more people can listen and enjoy and join our little community online. So uh, we hope you have a great week. We cannot wait for Reunion Part 2. The last episode of the year. Yeah. And then we will be taking a break for a second. Um, You know. It's summer and we only get like a month until the next season starts. We've got a pretty much year-round show here. So yeah. And then we should have some fun little surprises. We might have some interviews that are interesting. We'll talk about that next week. Okay. Well, I just want to plant some seeds here. Okay. We love you so much and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Testing, 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 testing in the ass.